This is Agents Influence Podcast. I started to figure out and think to myself, even before I became an agent, this has got to be a different way of doing this. I wanted to look at that and say, okay, how can I bring value? And the biggest fight that I have in the industry is part of having a good business is having worthy rivals. Not to look at other players in your game as competition, but using their strengths to help you to get better and to grow from that. And I love that because in our industry for so many years, we look at the guy in the next town over as our competition. And I really feel like we need to learn to collaborate better. And we need to get in this together in the same boat and row the same boat. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Today, back today with uh, Mr. Heath Sharon, and he is with Encompass, and I am excited to bring this to you. Welcome once again to Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I, I really am. I mean, you're thinking to yourself, Cass, I hear you two times a week. I know. Every time I do one of these, it's unbelievable. And I think maybe the next podcast you guys are listening to, I'm not sure, but I'm actually recording this and I'm doing a back-to-back, which I tell Reason not to do, but she says, Jason, you got to do it for these two guys. I said, okay. And so we got Heath today and then I got uh, Ryan Deeds, which you guys know Ryan out there, your loyal listeners. He's He's been on a couple times and we're going to tear up some technology. So that's probably the one that's coming out next, just so that you know, because it's the one I'm recording next. Um, the team does it, so I don't really know. But here's a couple of things I want to remind you. First, I want to to remind you, do you know that we have a brain share, everybody? I know you do. But do you know that we have a mastermind? I know you've heard me talk about it a lot, but I have had a lot of – we have had an influx of new members into the mastermind. And the I always have a personal phone call with them as soon as they sign up, or sometimes they'll call me before they sign up. But I always have a call with them, and I ask them, I said, you know, we've been getting a lot of uh, of, of um, new members lately. What, what What's going on? And, and all of them have been saying the same thing. It's just time, right? It's just time. They've they, they've sat around. They've listened. I don't know if it's COVID or whatever it is, loyal listeners. But if you're one of those and you're thinking about joining us, you're you're not alone right now. You when you get into the mastermind, you're going to see how we introduce you to the group. You'll see that the last week has just been scattered with new members. Usually, we get just a couple a month. And I will tell you, one of the people that called last week um, and wanted to become a member, we told them that couldn't. And it's not that we are an inclusive group, but we are. Um, We just realize that we're high achievers. And uh, for someone who's starting out one or two years in the, in the business, you may not be on the level that we're going to be. And then when I ask all the questions and you just want to just be a generalist, that's okay. And that's awesome. But it doesn't necessarily just fit into the mastermind. So I just wanted to let you know who you are. If you're niche, if you're a top high achiever, it's like Billy Williams said yesterday at the mastermind meeting. He said, Cass, I make an open invitation to anybody on this call that I am an investor of, of an insurance agencies. And I don't even need to look at your guys' agencies. I think there's 38, 39 people on. And he said, every one of you guys, I am going, I will make an offer that I will invest in your agency. That's just that's because that's who we are. When Billy said that, uh, 
really meant a lot. Anyways, got off there, Heath. I apologize. But, you know, my team says to me, they say, Jason, you never talk about the mastermind. And then we were talking yesterday and we were talking about how many new members we're getting. I thought I need to at least say something and give an open invite to people to go to insuranceagencyintelligence.com. See right at the top mastermind, click on it. You get to meet some excellent, exciting people. Heath, how are you, my friend? What's up, brother? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, all things considered. The mayor of insurance town has joined us. Coming through, coming through. Now, I'll tell you what, you still got a stop sign in the middle. You st- you just got a stop sign. You're getting ready to build that first stoplight. You know what I mean? That's it's right. A brand That's new right. podcast. Town's just been incorporated, right? That's uh, right. Yep, yep. A nonpartisan. You know, it's it's uh, we 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 just we just want the best for insurance, and we want to elevate and rocket ship how awesome insurance is. And through another platform. And that's what you did, right, Heath? That's exactly right. And right. that's what I wanted to do with this podcast. Yes, sir. Man, I love it. I love it, dude. Um, and if you guys don't know, we're going to get into his story and who he is and talk about some exciting stuff. But when um, I know Heath, uh, not not real well. I mean, I, I, Heath, have we ever met face-to-face? I don't think we've met face-to-face, no, right? No, sir. No, sir. Just like 99% of my great relationships through video mm-hmm. or through the podcast or through other friends. Or through the mastermind. But I think that what I really like about what you're doing, Heath, is you have a passion, right? You have like, like when you were telling me and we were talking about this podcast, when I was asking you your why, I mean, I could really tell that I was like, shit, this guy's going to make it and he's going to have a very good podcast. And it's because of the passion and and talking about like you've got a really good roadmap, you know, you've got a really good direction. We're going to talk about that. But before we do, let them relate, Heath. Let them relate. Are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? My goodness, I, I'm definitely an Apple user. Uh-huh. However, when I was trying to get into the Squadcast, I had a hard time with Apple because of the Safari and the whole nine. So maybe uh-huh. I can rethink that. But no. always been an Apple guy. I'm a red-blooded American. Oh, okay, yeah. So that means that me and all you other loyal listeners out there, we're not red-blooded Americans. I will tell you I'm not. I'm blue-blooded because I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan, but that's okay. Actually, we're all blue-blooded. That sucker hits oxygen and turns red, but it's blue inside of us. So, okay, let me see. What's the last app you downloaded? Oh, man, I'm going to have to say the last app I downloaded was the Heads Up app. Being at home with the family and the kids, have you ever seen the Heads Up app where you uh, you have to have your team members have you guess the word on your forehead? Yes, 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 yes. My, my kids love it. We play it after dinner every day, and the kids pass it around. There's different categories. It's yes. a blast. It is a blast. That's a good one, dude. I forgot about that with all the games we've been playing. That's a good one, dude. Good one. I love that. Now, I do want to let you know, though, but the next one you want to download, I can always predict people's future. All right. The next one you're going to download is Agency Intelligence because <laughs> it is a badass podcast or, or app. I've designed this for my mastermind members, but we opened it up for everybody else. Please, everybody, if you want to listen to this podcast in an easy pick, go to Agency Intelligence. Search that in the App Store and the Google Play Store, and you're going to find it. And it's going to give you everything you need. You can even find out LoyalListenerShirts.com. I feel like I'm just like advertising everything, but like we're already talking about it. And there's so much stuff going on out there right now, Heath. But let's keep it on to you. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Man, I'm going to have to say, and I thought about this question for a minute, 
I love to win. And it's not because I'm an ass who just wants to win and be number one at everything, Ricky Bobby style. It's more <laughs> the little victories. You know, we have a the saying in our family, Sharon's never quit. And so we kind of celebrate those little victories. My kids know not to come to me with that, I quit, or this is too hard, or I can't do this, because I'm going to make them keep going until they get it. So we celebrate those little victories. Celebrate the little victories. I like that. So, yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think that that's really, really good. Yeah. I say that to my, I think we all do that. I'm wondering how much we do that. But I say that to my sons as well, is that you're a Cass. Like there, there's different expectations set upon you. You know what right. I mean? And I, and I don't mean anything to be pressure. There's nothing, but the thing you need to understand is, is that the Cass's carry themselves with respect you know, and we go through those different things and it's, uh, it's great. And I think it's good to, to tag it to something, right? We all need something. We all need that anchor. And our last name is something we're going to carry with us forever, even if you're a woman, right? I mean, a lot of them still continue it on now. And you're always, that was always your maiden name. That that's, that's an important thing. So I think trying to bring something back to that. And it's also hard to be the person on the other end who fights that. Right. To say to the person who says, well, like, I don't want to be a Cass or that's not who I am. You can't ever say that. That's who you are. Right. That's who you are. So, I mean, you just can't say that. And so so then anyways, and then when they don't listen and they don't and they come to me with this stuff, I just smack the shit out. No, I'm joking. Loyal listeners. I'm joking. I only did that until they were 10. No, I'm joking. Gosh, now I'm going to get DCFS on me and all kinds of stuff. Heath, what is going on with this podcast? I don't know. Anyways, they're loyal listeners. They know I'm just joking. I don't You have know. derailed. I do not. I'm not a proponent of that by no means. But I'll tell you what, that's uh, my mom used to whoop the crap out of me. Dude, mine did too. Uh, mine I did. think it made me a good person. I'm telling you that. My mom wasn't scared at all. She just whack you up the back side of the back of the head. If I did that to my sons, they'd look at me and probably call nine one one. I mean, I'm... I used to get the wooden spoon, the one with the hole. Oh, oh the wooden spoon was killer. Spoon. Oh, I hated the wooden spoon. Oh. It made me the man I am today. My mom told me one time, this is hilarious. I'm sorry, loyal listeners, you're getting a treat, okay? This is what happens with two podcasters get on. My mom told me one time that she that when I was little, um, she couldn't find the spoon, so she grabbed the fly swatter to, to whack me in the butt, oh. and, the, and the end of it flew off, and the little pointer things, like, smacked me and made me, like, kind of cut me. She said she felt like the worst mother for, for like, a year. She, she was, like, she, she just, like, about lost her mind, you know? And so she, even since then, she said she never hit me with the spoon anymore. But, man, I got that spoon a lot. And what I would do is if I knew that I was going to get the spoon, I would go get books, and I would put them in my pants. <laughs> right. So, so that, and then, and that would get me out of trouble a couple of times because my mom would like just start laughing when she would see it. But anyways, man, I tell you what, it's something we can't do today, but I know it made us better kids. I know it did. And I, I know it truly did somehow. Okay. Back to you again, Heath. Uh, so, so let me ask you, what is the, if you had to choose out of just these two, maybe it's something else, but out of these two skill or luck, which one got you where you are today? Man, I would, I'm going to have to go with uh, luck. I would have to say luck. My wife says I was born with a shamrock coming out of my ass. And so she always says things always seem to work out for me. And she's, you know, she's in the insurance industry as well. And so we work very closely together. But she's like, everything always seems to work out. Like, of course, you're going on Cass's podcast this morning. Of course, you're doing this and that. And so I'd have to say luck. So, but again, I feel like maybe it's a luck Sunday with some uh, skill sprinkles on top. 
You know, I we'll like see. Sunday with some skills. Yes, some skill sprinkles. Come on, guys. Tell me this is not a mayor of a town you don't want to listen to. Okay, okay. I just, I just love, I just, I just love that. That's a that's a luck Sunday with uh, with some sprinkles of skill, skill sprinkles, skill sprinkles. Yeah. That is hilarious, man. And that's a great way to really, uh, to really talk about it because. It's a very, very tough question. That's why it's so important because uh, – and it's so crazy the answers that you get in the justification. Uh, this podcast I was just doing with this gentleman, which is a very religious um, guy, he actually said something that was completely opposite that a lot of people say. And when a lot of people say this, they'll base it on the fact that they're religious. But yet he – you know, and it's just like, wow, this guy is really spiritual and he's using this as an exact other reason. A lot of spiritual people believe that – not all of them, just a lot – that luck is not, is not, is not there, right? Um, John C. Maxwell says that there's no such thing as coincidence in a universe ruled by law. I think that's, that's very, very important. And it, and it makes sense, right? Like it's not ironic that when I throw something in the air that it comes down. That's not ironic. That's the way things happen. You know, that's not a coincidence that uh, whenever I throw it up in the air, a gust of wind came and it blew it over before it came down. That wasn't a coincidence. That's just how nature works, right? So sometimes luck gets 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 braided into uh, into that. And so, anyways, I'm just just saying. I'm telling you, this is a podcast like any other. We've been going on 13 minutes, and we still haven't even gotten to who you are, uh, <laughs> but Sharon, let me, let me ask you though, take me back uh, to high school. I, we all know you work in encompass, but bring us there. Take us back to as far as you want. Even before you met uh, the beautiful uh, bride of yours, bring us forward. All right. If we're going back, back to high school, I guess that's a good place to start. Um, Where were you I, born? All right. When I was 18 years old, I accepted a call in the ministry and uh, actually went to college. Wow. Yeah. And I went to college at a small school in Arkansas and got a degree in Christian ministries. Not, I didn't want to go the biblical studies route. I didn't want to go, you know, the pastoral route. I went Christian ministries. I wanted to love on families, love on people. And I did that right out of college for three or four years. Even starting at 18 years old, I had my first job at a church at a little Methodist church in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Wow, that's awesome. And um, moving forward four or five years, I realized it's super hard to put a whole lot of food on the table on a minister's salary. So as I mentioned earlier, I am second generation insurance. So my father was like, dude, won't you start selling some life insurance on the side? Why don't you uh, jump in and you know, you got a whole congregation of folks you could sell to blah, blah, blah. So I started selling life insurance with dad and we got into employee benefits and commercial group health, things like that. And I remember early on, this dude would take me to, we would go to trade shows, whether it was mm -hmm. city trade shows or business trade fairs, things like that. And I found real quickly that I knew how to work a room. I knew how to work an audience. I knew how to work a trade show, but I didn't care so much about the people coming up to my booth and trick-or-treating and taking all my free pins. I cared <laughs> more about the other vendors. And so I would go to all the other vendors and sit down with them and Hey, who handles your group life or your group health or whatnot? And um, by the end of the day, I would have 45 new friends. And dad was, you know, early on, dad was like, dude, you're the mayor. You know, everybody knows you. You could talk to anybody. You know, fast forwarding a couple of trade shows later, I went to the uh, Arkansas Professional Insurance Agents. And we had a booth there trying to get PNC agents. 
to sell our products and come through us to do that. And quickly, uh, again, work in a room, getting to know people and having a good time with that. I had a company rep come to me and say, dude, you really ought to be a marketing rep. You really ought to get into the PNC world. You really ought to uh, do what we do, you know? And I was like, okay. He said, I'm, I'm going to pay you to go play golf, to hang out with agents, to spread our love. And that sounded interesting to me at 24 years old. And so I left quickly dad's business and went to work for a work comp carrier and did that for several years. And fast forwarding a couple years later, I got a job for a, a good size carrier here that uh, Arkansas based at Des Moines, Iowa, but great carrier in Arkansas for commercial lines and quickly fell in love with insurance agents, helping them grow their books of business, you know, going out on sales calls with them, being involved in the daily grind of commercial insurance, working with underwriters to beat that price down or to make exceptions for a risk or whatnot. So I realized that this is something that I could do myself as I've been working with agents for this long and I'm, I'm a dozen years in and, I, and I've learned so much. I could do this myself. So I went to work for a local agency here in Little Rock and quickly decided that I wanted to do commercial only and focused only on that. And right at six months in, he sent me to a, a school called Pace Setters. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but it is a state auto insurance training school and absolutely yeah. loved it. It's a killer. Yeah. Um, Diane Masterson, Ken, they all do a great job. And through that, I learned so much and grew my book of business. I was in the top 10, went on the cruise, had a successful bam, bam. year. Yeah, had a successful year. And like I said, my wife and I went on the cruise. We, we won some awards. I, I did really well. And through that, I would win these competitions every week for cold calling or for apps in the door or whatever it may be. And some of these younger agents, I'm the old guy in the room, like I said, at 37 years old, and they're calling me, how did you do it? You know, what was your cold call technique? How did you get these people to say yes? And mm -hmm. I found myself gravitating more towards helping my, you know, other agents in the room and other people that would call me. And I, two years into my agency career, I decided, you know what? I love working with agents. I love consulting agents. Mm -hmm. I love talking to them. I love helping them grow their books. I love teaching them what I've learned. And, you know, when I got off that cruise, uh, my wife and I had a long discussion and I was like, you know what, I'm going back, I'm going back to the carrier side and Encompass reached out to me and the rest is history on that part. But again, my story begins and ends with people. Um, I love for certain but, people. But, but Heath, let's get real for a minute. Let's As a rep, are you really able to help agents? I feel like I'm, I am. I don't know, Heath. I don't know you, but do you really have a company? And this is not, this is anybody. This is any company we're not right. talking about. I'm just saying that I know a bunch of my good marketing reps that can't be as good as they want to be because the companies um, have their agenda. And a lot of the times that agenda doesn't necessarily always fit with an independent insurance agency. So I'll be mean for a minute, but here's what I've said for, for loyal listeners. You know, I've said this forever. The rep calls me and says, Cass, I'm going to come see you. Let's meet at 1130 or 12. I'll take you out to lunch. My numbers looked good. Cass, I'm going to come see you. It's 830 or 9 or the one that's at 3 or 330. My numbers probably don't look good. It's kind of a thing we know as agents, right? It's one of those things that they'll come in and they'll say, hey, Cal, how can we help you? And Heath, I look right at them and go, 
hell, I don't know. You're the one that's been in 30 agencies over the last month. Why don't you help? Don't you know? I mean, what have you seen out there that I'm not doing or that I could be doing, you know, other than just giving me a hot sheet? Because don't want no damn hot sheet. You know, I understand you write florists, you know. Now, see, I said I was going to be a mean for a minute, and that's not encompass. That's not progressive. That's not liberty. I'm talking about as a broad brushstroke here. That's what I think a lot of agents think about that. Now, what do you think about that, Heath? And I love that you brought that up. And I love that you were mean for a minute because the way I look at it for years, when I was trained in this, it was go in, take your reports, talk about what they do, what you want, your hot list, so to speak. And I, and I started to figure out and think to myself, uh, even before I became an agent myself, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a different way of doing this. Good for and you. So Heath. I wanted to look at that and say, okay, how can I bring value? How can I be a value add? And like you said, I'm working, I'm in 30 other agencies in a given month mm-hmm. and all of them are telling me their stories and without giving away their specific story. Absolutely. No. I wanted to say, okay, I was just in XYZ agency. Here's what they're doing. Here's how they're moving the ball forward. And I would yes. have agencies that would say, okay, they know I'm a podcast guy. They know I, I read blogs and they read things. Hey, what are you reading? What's going on out there? So I would start printing articles and yep. I would start Good you know, tell them about certain podcasts and forward them cast podcasts or Hanley podcasts. Or That's the best. Not Hanley's guys, mine. You know, different things like that. And then, you know, shout out to you know, a guy, Andy Priestman. He has a company and he sent me some marketing materials to my door because he knew I was out talking about what they're doing with virtual assistants. And people would say virtual assistants, especially in Arkansas, people have a hard time accepting the fact of, you know, I can just hire somebody local. Why would I want to hire a virtual assistant from somewhere else? but educating them on how they can move the ball forward using a virtual assistant or when people complain about, you know, taking payments and here's, you know, shout out to, you know, ePay policy, you know, or some of those other carriers. Or insurance agent mobile app. Or that one, you know, Mm -hmm. there's different, you know, different. Good for you, Heath. Okay. See, I got mean because I had to exploit who we see every day for you to really separate yourself. And that's awesome, dude. And here's the thing. Another thing I got to say, you know, the biggest problem and the biggest fight that I have in the industry is, and I get it, there's a book called, you know, from Simon Sinek called uh, The Infinite Game. I don't know if you've read it or not. I have not. I need but to. So many people he, have told me about that. He talks about, you know, part of having a good uh, business is having worthy rivals. Not to look at other players in your game as competition, but start looking at them as using their strengths to help you to get better and to grow from that. And I love that because in our industry for so many years, we look at, you know, the guy across the street or the guy in the next town over as our competition. And I really feel like we need to learn to collaborate better and we need to get in this together in the same boat and row the same boat forward and say, hey, what are now, you doing? Go ahead. Heath, Heath, what does that look like? Let's dissect that. Let's get interesante. That's how bad my Spanish is. Let's get to where we're going to talk about something interesting here. What does that look like? How do we collaborate and not be competitors. I have an answer. I'm curious for yours. You know, it's tough, right? It's tough. There's no easy answer. It's very tough, but I will tell you, and and I'll give some credit to one of your, you know, guests recently to Dave Jackson and the people at IAOA. uh, Because because they, they kind of, in my opinion, kind of propelled that forward a little bit where agents weren't talking to each other and they would say, I don't want to come to convention or I don't want to go to this or that event because I don't want to hang out with my competitors. But at the same time, we can grow and learn so much from that. And I've talked to so many agents that are IAOA agents and they have a different mindset. And you can see that because they are 
kicking mm-hmm. it with one another virtually or talking on the phone about this or getting together mm-hmm. over dinners. And I feel like the most, you know, the agents that I see that I call on that I'm, I call on two different states and the ones that's, that are successful to me, the ones that are doing the best, the ones that say the words, there's enough business out there to go around. Scarcity. Yes. And right. it, it's not about, Oh, I've got to beat the, that dude's doors in. Or I've got to do that. It's more about, okay, there's enough competition. There's enough business for all of us. I welcome competition. Again, how that looks, I don't know exactly, but I do know there's got to be a better way than looking at everybody as competition, especially as independent agents. We've been on a hamster wheel for, what, 12, 15 years on market share, getting our brains beat in by the mm-hmm. captive side. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have captive audience listening, and I apologize. For we, that, do, we, we do, we do. However, okay. as an independent, and I've always been an independent, you know, I feel like that uh, we do have the better way, and that's our competition. And even in that, it's, it's a tough road to hoe, I feel like. And it is. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice. We're more than just talk. Cast approved. You did a very good job because you're talking about a collaborative effort of getting with each other, knowing each other, and being able to understand how to help one another. That's the most important part. Now, the, this is this is a this is a paradigm. This is a this is a mental shift mindset that's different than anything else. But the collaboration of these local agents need to be based on um, our strengths. Okay, let me give it to you. I could use somebody, and I've tried to put this together, but they see us just as they, – they think that this is too weird. We need somebody that's going to write five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 accounts for us, and we don't want them to be a producer of our agency. We want to be able to hand that off to somebody who's going to be able to service that business because that's what they do. I did a podcast recently, which was very many downloads. Justin Sloan, he works for Paradiso. He works um, in pair with, he's partners with Paradiso, uh, Chris Paradiso. And the name of his podcast actually is very fitting. And we talked about this very subject, but I'm glad what you're talking about is how do we do this and use it as collaboration and understand that we may be competitors as businesses, but there's so much business out there. We actually should be helping one another. And it's Jim Sloan, uh, Justin Sloan. And it was being a professional means acting like one. 
So I recently did a podcast with Justin Sloan, and it was called Being a Professional Means Acting Like One. And why I think this is so important, this is so critical, is for us to act as a collaborative effort and for us to come together, and we have to understand how to help one another. Now, we also, as insurance professionals, we get so upset when people who we think we've built a relationship with, we've got three, four, five policies, and they call you and they want to move down the street because State Farm was able to save them. I don't care if it's $100 or $1,000. It was something that you've been told that if you have four or five policies, you have a 90 to 92% retention and you take that personal. And you say to yourself, if I'm a professional like a CPA or a doctor or a lawyer, why do they not shop out their lawyer? Why do they not shop out their doctor? Let me give you the answer because they're professionals. And if you want to be treated as a professional, we have to work together collaboratively. I need somebody to write five, 10, 15, $20,000 accounts and I I want to be able to say to them, that person's not at my agency, but that's what they do. Just like when you go to a foot doctor and you tell them your heart hurts, they're going to say, sorry, we don't do that. You need to go down the road to the podiatrist. Those are why they're trusted as professionals. When you walk into our most agencies in America, here's what they say. Hey, you need any help? We can help you with all your insurance needs. Terrible. I hate that. We never use that in our marketing. Help you with your insurance needs. It's stupid. I hate it. Okay, so we can help you with your auto, your home, your umbrella. We can help you with your life, your health insurance, your disability. Do you need bonds? Uh, we can do your notary bonds. Are, are you a notary? Um, commercial insurance? We got that. Oh, we're work comp specialists. You wouldn't believe it. Business autos? We're it. That's not a professional. That's a sales organization, which I'm not against. But we need to make a decision in our brain. Are we a sales organization? Or are we professionals? And how do we do those combined collaboratively? You can't do it in your agency. You have to have other, prof- other people around you that are going to act as professionals and work as a network. So when you come in, how much credibility does that build with the client when you're like, hey, you know what? We specialize in autos and homes with preferred customers, but people who don't have prior insurance, I'm going to tell you, our companies are going to be high. I got a relationship with Jim Smith down the road down at Smith Insurance. Him and I work on these deals a lot. You should go see him, and I am telling you what. Now, If things should get better three, four, five years down the road, Jim's going to tell you that we're probably the place to come talk to. But in the meantime, should I call Jim and tell him that you're on your way? What was your name? That's what professionals do. That's what professionals do. And that's what we need to do. So Heath, what you were saying, wrapping it back around what you're saying, because you're on it. I'm... I bet you a compass is very happy with your territory because if you're approaching it like this and trying to help agents understand that, but as I just said, that's a, that's a, that's a mental shift. That's a, that's a like, what Jason? Uh, I mean, there's agents right now that are listening to this Heath that are like, dude, I'm calling Cass. I'll tell him that I'll be that person. See, you just, you just, you you just, a lot of you thinking that that's not you, right? If you write auto and home. And, and, but you're thinking that you're like, oh, well, Cass is just giving away accounts. No, I'm not. I'm trying to act like a professional and I need another professional to give that to. Right. I need somebody to be collaborative around my area. What and, say you what say you about that? Heath? sorry, no, I went off on that tangent. No, I love it because I um, going back to my podcasters. I just interviewed somebody that'll that'll come out in the next week or two that his niche is completely and, and solely churches and nonprofits. Ooh, and that's my guy. That's all he does. And, my you know, I, I called him about a contract when I first came here and he was like, we don't do personal lines. We farm all that out. We don't want anything to do with personal lines. Like you're missing so much there. You could at least hire some people that goes, no, that's not our specialty. We do church. We do nonprofit. God love him. Right. 
We send everything else down the road, as you would say to Jim Smith down the road. And his agency is one of the largest church writers in the country because he knows that. And he focuses solely on that. And I've used that as inspiration as I talk to other agencies. And even when I was a producer myself, and I, and I grew a good book in the two and a half years that I was there, but it was solely because I focused on, on HVAC contractors and I would focus on, you know, plumbers, artisan contractors, and that's it. You know, I didn't get off into personal lines. I didn't get off into other lines I didn't know anything about. That wasn't my specialty, especially, you know, if an agent would call me or an agent, sorry, a client would call me and say, hey, you know, I'm a doctor. I need help with medical malpractice. I don't do that. And so I no. realized I need to take that out to other agencies that I'm calling on it and try to impart that wisdom into them and say, hey, you know, stick to what you know, you know, stay in your boat and row your boat forward and not try to row somebody else's boat. Jim down the road is fantastic at medical malpractice, and I would love to make that connection for you because I'm telling you, I send a lot of my clients there. In the meantime, though, before I do, I want to let you know, though, we do specialize in preferred auto and home. And if at any time you would need us to help you, it would be great. Is there any way that I could probably follow up with you in the next 14 to 30 days? See? See, we're all professionals. You know what I mean? We're all professionals. There's different things that you can do. Um, and so, and so I think that's, uh, that's, um, okay. I'm telling you, this is going to be maybe the podcast of the year. So something I've really been getting hot about lately happens to go down this same exact road about what you're talking about. It's crazy that a lot of agents will sit around and they will talk about how many policies they have in force. A lot of companies have you track that too, or how many clients you have. Like, what's your policy count or what's your client count? You know, and agents would be like, oh, I'm at 1,500. And another would be like, well, I'm at 2,300. You know, the other one's like, well, I'm only at 900 because that's only because I started a year ago. And, you know, they all have these things. Okay. Stop the conversation. 30 minutes later, all those agents will be talking about the stress of service work and the stress of having people come in their office. And, and I keep thinking to myself as I listen to these conversations, you can't have both, right? You got to have, you're going to have to choose here. So when I started looking at other agencies, I start realizing, Keith, exactly what you're saying about how you did your book of business. It was, I'm looking at these agencies who have $3 million in revenue. They have three companies. They have six people working in their office and they're all making buku dollars, you know, and, and the phone's barely ringing. Um, and then I've got this same $3 million revenue agency over here with 1,200 clients or, or 5,000 clients. By the way, the other one only had like usually around 200 clients. And then the same $3 million revenue over here with 2,000 clients and they've got 21 people in their office. Hello? Neither one is more right or wrong, Heath. I'm not sitting here saying that somebody who wants to have those two to 3,000, but you also can't sit around and gripe about the stress level that your staff has and the fact that the, all the service work and the people that are coming in and paying in cash, you can't gripe about that if that's the kind of business that you're going to allow yourself to run. Because if you want to be like these dudes over here who are making $500,000 a year and working 20 hours a day, because that's all they do is that one thing. What say you, Heath? No, I'm with you on that 100%. And I found quickly as I was working niches myself, it was so much easier for me to go call on those and have those conversations because I knew that business. That mm -hmm. was in the, in the back of my head. I didn't have to think. I didn't, it just kind of came out of when they would ask me questions about coverages or about this or what I need to do, I could really counsel them. I could really sit down with them and give them the advice that they needed because I knew it. 
Mm-hmm. If I had somebody that would come to me and say, hey, and this is early in my career, I wanted to write everything I could. They would say, hey, I've got a trucking business, for example. I'd have to call my CSR and be like, okay, what what, what carriers do we have through trucking? What do we mm-hmm. have to do with trucking? And I have to sit there and Google insurance on trucking. And then I felt uncomfortable doing it. It wasn't right. And as you said, it wasn't my forte. It wasn't my specialty. I should have referred that down the road to Jim Smith, who does trucking really, really well. If there's mm-hmm. a Jim Smith out there, he's going to get a hell of a lot of calls. He is getting a lot of calls. But, you know, I realized quickly I can't talk that game if I don't know that game. And mm-hmm. so – and also you can you can use it as a prospecting tool uh, loyal listeners and take this back to your to your to your agents you can use it as a prospecting tool when you're niching meaning a lot of agents will say this when they talk to them hey and and i used to do this and i'd be like hey uh so i just want to let you know uh, this is what we specialize in is uh is non-for-profit our non-profits uh, blah 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 you can say that and that works but a lot of other agents are saying that I position myself from a position of strength. And I was taught this by David Carruthers at killingcommercial.com. When I when I change my position is, is I'm not going to any of these other businesses around you. I'm standing in front of you for a reason because we write your type of business. I'm not going to really – this building next to us seems really nice, but they're a packaging company. You're a non-for-profit. That's what we do. I've also done my research and noticed that you have a high work comp issue, blah, 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 blah. My point is, is the positioning rather than saying, hey, we do this type of business and we'd like to help you position yourself as I'm here because I picked you because you're inside of what we do. Does that make sense? Very, 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 very different prospecting tool doing the same exact thing, but positioning it into the mind of the prospect a little bit different will help position you a lot better for prospecting. That's something that needs to be said. No, I completely agree. And that also goes back for me personally to the beginning of my days working in trade fairs and working in th- in that industry. I got very involved on the HVAC committee, going back to that, and uh, getting involved in the board there and going to all those meetings every week. And I immediately had credibility when I'd walk in those doors and say, hey, we saw Heath at the last meeting. you yeah. know. And I would actually go on jobs with them when they were doing jobs on commercial buildings or doing stuff out there because I wanted to know their business and know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it really went a long way. So when I'm out there talking, I could speak their language like, oh, crap, he's been on a job before. He knows what this is about. Good point. And, and I'm sure the same thing with the guy I was telling about earlier that does churches and nonprofits. He mm-hmm. knows how to speak that language yep. and high value homes and, and things like that, whatever that niche may be. Once you get comfortable knowing that and you got the jargon down, you know how to speak it. You know, again, I think you're going to thrive a lot better than trying to do something or be a, quote, generalist. And again, Mm -hmm. I hate the term generalist, but it's the way it goes. And there's people that make good money doing that. And I'm not here to to bang on that. 20% of our business is generalist business. I'm not saying it's, you know, that's how we used to write. No, Um, I totally agree. Gotta have them. Yep. Yeah. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. So – Leaders are readers and readers are leaders, and we know that you're a leader, so we know that you're a reader. Tell us what you're reading here, Heath. Yeah, you know, I, I referenced earlier the, the Simon Sinek book. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you mentioned John C. Maxwell. I'll read some of his, but I'll tell you what I've been reading the most. Every night for about 10, 15 minutes, I'm reading the book of Psalms. You know, to get Come it. on now. And so trying to read this, especially right now um, with what's going on um, in our, our world. with the COVID. What's the positioning of the book of Psalms? What is, that, 
What's the positioning of the book of Psalms? Like what is, you know, in different books, uh, there may be Paul writing a letter to somebody right. or it could be, what is the positioning of Psalms? What I've been reading with, with uh, the book of Psalms has been, you know, the Lord is my strength or the Lord is this. And he, you know, leads me down, you know, green pastures. He does this. And it's more of giving me that strength that I need. And it's helped nice. me reading those, those words. And so it's helped me before I go to bed, my wife and I read some Psalms before we go to bed. It makes me feel better. And I like it. That's something that, I've been reading those same books for, you know, 25 years now. And so that's been helpful for me a lot. And then there's another book uh, that I've been reading, 20,000 Days, I believe it's what it's called. It's a book that I've been reading about a guy who woke up in his 50s and was like, man, I've been alive 20,000 days. Let's just plan out my next 20,000 days. What's that look like? And so it's just something for me to be thinking. Wow. I just Interesting. What was the name of that one? I think it's called 20,000 Days. I, I can't okay. On that, well, no, that's good. That's good. That's uh, that that's really good stuff. And you know, when you talk about the Bible, it's the greatest leadership book there is. I swear, every leadership principle that somebody teaches, I think to myself, I've read that in the Bible somewhere. You know what I mean? It's just like you take the the religious clothes off and you just put the regular society clothes on it and say, "Hey, this is leadership." Big. Right? I know it's really crazy. It's really crazy. All right, so hey, uh, Heath. This has been an exciting podcast. We went off, maybe me, too many, uh, went off on some tirades there, um, tried to digress as fast as I could. But uh, you really, I've, uh, you know, I had somebody tell me something the other day, Heath. They said, in times of crisis, you can see people get exposed. And he said, those who are assholes just become bigger assholes. And those who care and are compassionate just care and compassion more. And when he said that, he was positioning that to the work of some of the stuff that I'm doing. I'm not saying that for this reason. It really, I had never really thought of it from that way because in this last two or three weeks, my mind has been going more than it ever has. And, and loyal listeners, if you've seen some of the content we're putting out, it's like overdrive. I, I, I didn't wake up and think to myself, I need to do more. It's just, um, I wanted to do more, Heath. It's the same, it's the same thing I think you're coming from. You wanted to do more. You wanted, your dad had told you, you're the mayor, you know? I now see where that came from, Insurance Town. So many people are sitting out there that are thinking about starting a podcast. So many of them. And I mean, I, I kudos to you for actually doing it and moving forward, man. Really, 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 really appreciate it. I and just by and that. just by being in this podcast, dude, you're you're gonna be successful because you are fun to just sit around and talk with and you have a lot of knowledge, man. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I really appreciate it. I think it'll be the other way around just because you're the man and people listen to you. You're giving mm -hmm. me a plug here and I appreciate that. That's a good deed for me, helping me grow my brand and who I'm doing and what I'm doing. And so I appreciate that. All I want to do is introduce people to my friends in this industry and hopefully they can learn from people. And they can have some content that'll make them better insurance professionals. I'd love to have you on someday. We can switch roles here and I can talk about you a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no problem whatsoever. I I, I always love that. And my loyal listeners, I love talking about myself. Um, is the, the, <laughs> the, 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 I, I do. I, I really want to say something, though, because I'm getting in trouble um, by my team. I started this thing with a bunch of ads, but we did just get into it. Um, we got your podcast.com. We got your podcast. That right there is the first time I have ever announced that in public. We got your podcast.com. It is a separate business that I have created um, because of overdoing 400 and some of these shows. I do. I produce a lot of other shows out there. 
that you guys all listen to. And I finally said to my team and my team actually said to me, like, Jason, we already have all the resources. We know how to do this better than anybody. Um, we looked at a lot of the services out there. They're not doing it correctly. Not only that, they just do your services. They can't give you a game plan like we do. They can't give you like, here's how to get your most rock star clients or our guests. Here's how you get the best raving fans. I know how to do that. And so they say, Jason, just package it all up. So we did. So we spent the last month and a half, package it up. We got your podcast.com. Go there, check it out. And if you're wanting to start a podcast, come talk to us because our goal is to help independent agents and them try to create niches, as me and Heath have been talking about, create niches for and so that you can build authority. In a long way short, Heath, your greatest mission is to help insurance agents. It's one of the reasons why you created this podcast. But a side effect of that is you're building authority so that you're seen as the person and makes you now become a connector. Connectors are some of the most powerful people in today's world because if the world is built on relationships, those who can connect those and create relationships with those who are most like or maybe different to see things alike are going to be the most successful people. And that's what podcasting does. That's why I encourage so many people to start a podcast. There's never enough insurance podcasts because there's people that don't like me, that like the insurance guys, that don't like the insurance guys, but like Insurance Town. And it's just it let everybody have their own thing. I want as many podcasts as we possibly can because that's just more people with the megaphone echoing that this is the greatest industry God ever created Heath, people want to get with you how do they find you you can email me at heath at insurancetownpodcast.com and uh, you can find me on most social platforms and heath by the way what's the best insurance company to work for out there all state and encompass there you go brother he said it can't say he said everything and never said anything bad about him because he said they were the best right there and i recorded it loyal listeners i love you and you know that i do what i do because I do it for you. And remember, tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. And today I had Mr. Heath on. And I'm Jason. And we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. 
That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.